And I think the intensity that we bring to friendships is not the intensity we bring to dating because we know it's a, we're testing this out. Like, I want to make sure that we're good for each other. But we don't come into friendships with that mindset very often where we're like, no, and we and should. We, should. we absolutely like, should. Is this right for the both times of us? where I where I haven't approached it that way have been the times that I ended up staying in a friendship that really wasn't good for either mm-hmm. person. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. To this week, we're talking about friends. We're talking about friends. Friends. We're talking about all the things to do with the complexity of adult friendships. Like, let's face it, we think it gets easier as we get older. That's just not true. (laughs) I think it gets a lot harder. I think it gets much more complex. So there's just a lot to discuss. There's a lot going down. Um, But first and foremost, just like usual, what is up with you, Cassie? How are you? What's new? It's going down. Okay. So I mentioned prior. Oh, actually, I think the episode's coming out later than this one. <laughs> but we switch things around a little bit to accommodate for a couple of guests. So uh, I ordered a guitar. This is I so am exciting. going to learn. I'm saying it out loud and I'm terrified of saying it out loud because that means I actually have to learn. Um, but it shows up today. So I'm really excited. Mm, uh, so and I'm, I were leaving for a three day rafting trip. So I've got to um, get my shenanigans together in that respect. So it's going to be one of those times where like you get something new and shiny and you really want to start playing with it, but you have to like leave it alone because oh, you have other things to take care of. Um, excitement's not fresh anymore yeah and then tonight we're actually gonna uh josh and i and little man are gonna have a little porch sleepover so (gasps) we're gonna drag our mattress onto our covered porch outside and just sleep outside together as a family oh my gosh it's like pseudo camping like a little mini camp yeah it kind of it's supposed to rain tonight so we're like yeah let's be on the porch um (laughs) and we didn't want to bust out the tent because we're leaving the next day for mm-hmm. um for our rafting trip and so um, low cleanup yeah i just i got a while i got it it was my idea which is weird um i got a wild hair and i was like you know what i want to have a little like chill outdoor time and sleep outside yes. so i love that yeah we really want to have a sleeping porch one day it's one of those aspirational oh things that sounds amazing yeah i love sleeping like this is actually one of my aspirations of having a legit like hammock spot mm. that's because i have like one of those layout things that doesn't swing it looks like a hammock but it doesn't swing and i'm like that's just not 
It was a gift and it was a lovely gift, but I need a hammock that swings. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's my aspiration with that. I love that. That sounds like so much fun. So you got like outdoor adventures coming your way. Yeah. Which is, and they're all kind of packed together too. I just told Josh the other day, I was like, I feel like you're turning us into like weekend warriors where we like, you know, you go, you do your thing during the week and then you just like jump into the weekend and then you're just like, holy shit, what just happened? Um, (laughs) That's basically been July for us. And I'm like, is this over yet? Like, I want to, is this a thing? I need to go back to my routine. What's happening? My, my my routine that I'm still creating. (laughs) Yeah. I know you feel that. I feel that too with my kids being out of school. It's like, what, what is it? Yeah. Who am I? Where am I? Yeah, pretty much. So we're just, we're trying to embrace, I'm trying to embrace and just have a little more lighthearted fun together as a family. And we all, we really need that anyway. So childlike wonder. Oh Mm -hmm. gosh. All right. Just, just it's buried in there somewhere, but we're going to just dig that shit up. (laughs) Yeah. You are doing the, doing the digging work. Oh gosh. So what about you? Disney's not in there. I know it's not. But no, Disney is not. Like. Disney is not within my child. <laughs> oh god, that's okay. I love you anyway. Let's just say it's I okay. graduate. Thank you. You love me anyway. <laughs> I was waiting for your response to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, um, you know, it's funny. I think I graduated from Disney movies like probably inappropriately early. <laughs> Inappropriate in oh, life. Okay. Yeah, I I don't even want to fess up like, to the age this? in which I watched Pretty Woman for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> of all the movies, no, for real. And the best part is, I saw it as like this sweet little love story, which I mean it yes. is, but also like I just I glossed Incredibly over adult all the content. other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, it's still one of my favorite movies. But, oh. Uh, oh man, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to ever hilarious. fess up to how early I watched that m- movie. Oh man, um, my only early fess up that I can say is I watched Freddy Krueger through my fingers while I was supposed to be asleep and my parents legit, scarred me That's for exactly how I watch Pretty Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, see, this is also probably why I don't watch scary movies anymore is it scarred me. I was like, um, no. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't watch scary movies. Anyways, what's up with you, girl? Oh gosh. So kind of similar, we are preparing to leave for a long road trip and I'm not ready <laughs> for leaving in two days and I'm going, oh, I, I lost a day. I found out a couple days ago that we're leaving a day sooner. We have to leave a day sooner than I was expecting. And um, if that doesn't throw off a mom's prep schedule, I don't know what does. So I'm currently trying to like saw my way through, like knowing that I have one less day which was supposed to be the day that I was going to do all the last minute running around and like bags packed, car packed. I don't have that anymore. Mm. <laughs> Instead, I've got Lucy's sixth birthday party. And then the same day that I'm throwing her birthday party is the day I'm supposed to be prepping to leave. So I'm just like trying to take it down a notch and being like, OK, we're just going to we're going to do this because I have a lot of shopping to do tomorrow. So I don't know. I'm excited, though, because we're going to St. George, Utah, where his family, Skyler's family, is having a family reunion. And I'm so excited about it because I've actually never been to Zion's National Park, even though I've been to the St. George, like, Hurricane, Utah area. Like, I, oh I don't my know gosh. how many times. It's uh, so beautiful. Lives. It is. It's so beautiful. And I've never been to Zion's. And it's, like, right freaking there. So we have some um, fun adventures planned 
I think we've got one or two sunrise hikes planned um, because there's enough older cousins and Lucy is the youngest besides one baby, one mm-hmm. new baby in the family. And so uh, for the kiddos and adults that don't want to go, they're just going to chill and we're going to try to bop there and out while it's still like sunrise. And I'm really excited for that. <laughs> it sounds kind of silly to be so excited about like, let's wake up before the sun because that's not a thing for me usually. But the idea of being in that like desert scene with all those like big stacks of stone and like sunrise, I'm like, oh, I'm just the whole thing is very exciting for me. Oh, you're going to love it. And it's going to be stupid hot while we're there just accepting it now <laughs> yeah yuck Ew. but i mean yes. in those cases like almost everybody has a pool so yes we're we're very lucky we're staying in a house that's in a neighborhood that's got like three pools it's got like you like, guys always go and... just ridiculous yeah i saw skyler's mom man she's great i she has to be an enneagram eight and she's like the best planner i've ever seen <laughs> She's just like, and she's, and she cares for us intensely in the best way. And so we always do the cool stuff. And like next year is Oregon coast and it's like 23 people that we always have to plan for. And so well, it's that'll kind of, be kind nice. It's going to be just a, like a short drive. Yes. That's Ayo. what spurred that conversation is we always end up driving so far to get where they want to go. And now they're coming to us. Yeah, I'm so excited for that next year. So so we're going to we're going to bask in the the desert weather and just have a wonderful time and bring all the sunscreen and I'm trying not to panic over the um the weather. It's all in the low hundreds the entire time we're there. Well, so. you just have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, you said <laughs> the sentence basking in the desert weather. I was like that is not a thing. First Stop of all. it. But Let especially me live in my bubble. Okay. <laughs> especially for me, it's not a thing. I'm just like, oh we have had the most mild summer in Oregon. Ever. And yeah, and in Washington, Southwest Washington. But yeah, it's been literally, I mean, I don't know, like low 70s. 70s. <laughs> what is that? The whole summer so far. And I'm like, yes. And yes, we've had some it. rainy days and some thunderstorms. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm just I saying here for this. I am not. I know. <laughs> it's it's okay. Listen, August and September and even October still have the potential to be like pretty hot around here. Right. So I'm yeah, not- we, still have, we have time. We have time. <laughs> My plants are happy. So oh, I can't complain. My back goodness. porch looks amazing. I don't so. know if you guys can hear this, but my dog Paisley just keeps snoring in the background <laughs> and I'm like shaking her. I'm shaking her a little bit and just being like, Paisley, <laughs> I don't want to wake you up. I feel like a terrible mom right now, but you need to wake up. <laughs> Time to wake up, son, right now. Oh, goodness. Anyways, so. Hey, so that's really what's up with me. We're just prepping for that. I'm excited for it. I'm a little nervous how my skin's going to handle it, to be honest, because I'm like, I'm bringing all of the skincare all of it like sugar scrubs for my body and the the walita skin food and the beauty counter like body balm and the body butter and the um, i'm bringing all the things yes so well needless to say i love traveling with genevieve because she always comes real prepared (laughs) i just i just mooch i'm like hey i'll just buy your your tea every day if um (laughs) i can use your body butter (laughs) she's like hey do you do you have this i'm like yep well, do, actually, wait, do you have this? Do you yes. have this? Yes, wait, I do. do you have the, I always forget things. And I always underestimate what I'm going to need when the climate changes. But you're always like coaching me on that. And then I'm like, oh, eh, man, shh, Genevieve will bring it. <laughs> <laughs> 
You, so, you also that always the check a bag and I never do. So there's that. Yeah. I just got tired of trying to make things cram and work. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Th- this no. is why I like flying Southwest because you can check a bag and not worry you about it. You should see me when I'm driving. It's a little worse. Well, I don't have to worry yeah, about I don't, bags. That's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, let's jump into chatting today about adult friendship. I feel like this topic, we did an episode um, uh, several, a couple months ago with my friend Sarah um, from Study and Flight. And she has this beautiful business that's like dedicated to kind of cultivating and nourishing adult friendships through like gifts and does beautiful friendship mugs. And oh my gosh, she's wonderful. So uh, make sure you guys go listen to that episode again. <laughs> this is like the rosacea one we just talked about. Like just push pause and go back and listen to episode 49 first if you haven't yet um, on navigating adult friendships. And we really covered so many of kind of the pain points that we've both experienced when it comes to um, entering into and maintaining adult friendships and growing as a person throughout them and growing apart and all of that. And one of the things we didn't really get to talk to in detail was kind of this concept of like breaking up with your friends or mm-hmm. or moving on or um kind of that whole process and both of us had you know kind of gone through that a few times um and especially mm-hmm. as of late for me and I'll share more about that um as as much as I'm willing to anyway <laughs> uh mm, I know this is kind of a uh this is real this is a real raw very raw yeah. thing for me right now yeah. so um we're exercising vulnerability guys Hello. I'm so freaking proud of you. Oh, you're so sweet. So, um, so in that episode with Sarah, you know, we, we kind of talked around like Sarah's journey around actually losing her best friend and, um, and that process, but also just the complexity of female friendships and the difficulty and like the reciprocity that is either is or isn't there in adult friendships and kind of this myth of the 50 50. And I loved the conversation around the myth of the 50 50. Like most Mm -hmm. friendships are Mm -hmm. not going to be 50 50 all the time. There's, there's gonna, there's gotta be, it's like we talked about with in our, in our episode about rest and doing less. Like there's this, there's strain and counter strain and tension. And sometimes there's less tension. Sometimes there's more it's, you know, goes back and forth and, one of the things that we kind of landed on was just this really, really seriously good conversation around expectations. It's so important that as circumstances change, we allow expectations to change alongside them. Um, and, and that's when friendships go wrong is when circumstances change and then we don't change the expectations. Um, and I think that disconnect can be just really wholly rooted in communication and issues Mm -hmm. in communication. And we all know we struggle with that in all all the things, all of the relationships. Yep. (laughs) Work, personal life. I mean like all of it. Complex. Yes. Very. And so, um, I actually, I wanted to just, uh, create a really safe space and, and read some of those responses that both Genevieve and I have gotten from Instagram, from our, from our audience and you guys, because I want you to know that the things, specific things that you're feeling around adult friendships are, um, are, are real and you're not Mm -hmm. alone. You're most Mm -hmm. certainly not alone. So I'm going to read some of these responses, uh, from, um, Instagram. And I just said, um, what's been your biggest struggle in maintaining healthy friendships? And, uh, I'm not going to say anybody's names, but, um, having kids and not being able to find time. 
people who need a lot of attention, no time for that. Doing all the work to make time, people growing apart after being friends since childhood. Always, I always feel like I'm the only one putting in the effort or support. Expectation versus reality. Moving 45 minutes away from friends, having a baby, and being left out. Time. Hurt feelings when they don't contact you or reply to your messages. Babies, mm. noise, distraction, demanding. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not meeting other person's expectations. <laughs> Overthinking what they're thinking. Taking something they said on the fly too personally. That I tell my partner everything instead of spreading the wealth and reaching out to my friends. Creating time for them as a mom of a little. And then last one was long distance. Mm, some of mine were really similar. Um, I found I found uh, that I could relate to almost every single one of the responses that I got. Um, I had written... Uh, you know, what, what is your biggest struggle in adult friendships? And I had a response that said, um, being too extra, being too much. Oh, and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. yep. I feel that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, honestly be making a change to become healthy has made a lot of friends jealous, feel insecure in themselves. Mm. Um, I can feel that too. It's like growth is, is hard for everyone sometimes. Uh, another one was uh, finding the time to dedicate to friendships, but still have so much going on with work, kids, you know, something similar to yours, uh, some of your responses. Um, another one was the strong opposing opinions of others on how everyone should act slash raise their kids slash interact in friendships. Oh, God. That one's that That's one's heavy. Kind of a tough one. Mm-hmm. Another one was not taking uh, it personally when friends flake. That one, I think, is probably a larger struggle for mine and making sure that my empathy meter is on. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is making friends in the same period of life that have priority, same similar priorities as me has been challenging. And the other one was having close friends move away. Mm. And those all have such varying degrees of intensity and issues. But what I found interesting is that a lot of those responses were either having this conversation around their feelings um, on feeling like, you know, this is how I feel when someone does this to me. And then the other side was, is, is well, I do this to them. And it seemed yeah. to be this one or the other. It was, and I think that there should be some conversation around those differences, you know, sometimes being able to take that responsibility, which is a very hard thing for my Enneagram type to do, the type twos, is to take responsibility and to be able to take you know, you don't give away your power to somebody else. It's like, Mm, this mm -hmm. is my power. And so some of these responses, I just want to be like, oh, I want to just, I want to hug you because it's such an easy thing to do to be like, this happens to me. It's like, well, I don't want you to feel like that because you've that, that's losing your power, you know? Yeah. One of the things that was my, my favorite parts of this conversation that we had with Sarah, that I had with Sarah Um, in episode 49 is that she is the one who usually like needs more validation in her feelings Um, maybe has a little bit more expectation around communication and things like that and I'm the one who's like hey don't throw your expectations on me (laughs) I'm I'm the opposite and so often in that kind of you know that that counter type of of friends where you know maybe one feels like 
like they're more needy and the other one might feel like they're they're not there enough for their friends you know it's Mm -hmm. it goes back and forth and so I think one of my favorite things to see throughout all of these comments and I have one more that I want to share is that uh there's there's two sides to everything there's two sides to every feeling every story every dynamic every everything and this is such a good reminder for me because I get so righteous in my own feelings and thoughts Mm -hmm. around this stuff (laughs) that I'm like I am right which is like my (laughs) eightness and and it's just it's just hard all around and so Mm -hmm. um I wanted to read this my friend from my friend Shay she basically said um, for me, it's been people not fully understanding why I can't always be as present and active in friendships, especially long distance ones. Um, I'm so close to have so many close, or I'm so blessed to have so many close friends from all these different times in my life, but I've definitely had some rough spots and one particularly rough friend breakup because I didn't have the emotional space to be as mm. available as I wanted. Um, Mm. but she also talks about how adult friendships can be incredibly fulfilling because you're coming together with a more full life of both sorrow and happiness. And you can always connect in so many more ways. Um, and (laughs) yeah, it's, I like, I can resonate with that so much because I am the friend who usually doesn't have the extra time, the extra emotional space. It's difficult for me to be present. Um, in friendships, especially in long distance ones, I'm such a, I'm, I'm an in-person person, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, and that's changed a little bit since, um, entering into a business that's based in, I mean, direct sales, to be honest, because you enter into friendship with people that you're doing business with and you're spending time kind of face to face through these video calls and coaching calls and things like that. So I've been able to maintain some more of those friendships and, um, in business, but it's, it's a little more difficult on the personal side. And, and for me, I just want to go back to that comment that you got on too muchness, like, Hmm. (laughs) boy, you're not too much. I just want to say that you're just never, you're just not too much. You just haven't found your people. mm -mm, I have had such a hard time in friendships, especially in my like late twenties around kind of stepping into my too muchness and and we're just going to stop calling it that like being fully who we are mm-hmm. and um Brianna and I talked about this in in the vulnerability episode I for the longest time felt in my friendships like I was too much like everything that seemed natural about my personality about my spirit about the way I communicate um, just didn't work for other people. And I felt like every, all of these good pieces of me were flaws and Mm, mm -mm. it's, but it's so easy to feel that way when people don't make an effort to understand you. Right. And, and I was over here racking my brain trying to figure out how to make myself less and how to dim the light and, um, put, just put a freaking back, put a freaking lid on it. (laughs) And I literally can't. (laughs) And I have to say, like, if you're struggling in an adult friendship and it's a relationship that you really want to make work, I highly recommend digging into the Enneagram. Like, please, please, please go do that for the sake of your friendship. If you want to save it, if both parties are willing to enter into this space of personal development and, and work, you can repair it 
I mean, or maybe get some better closure around why things just don't work for the two of you. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is, this is some of my relationships have ended since I learned about the Enneagram. And when I realized that some of these relationships were not supporting, um, kind of this just basic concept of giving each other the benefit of the doubt and understanding. And one of the things that's so important to me with my friends is knowing where I stand. And that's such an Enneagram eight thing. Like I just, you can be mad at me or you can be happy with me or we can be just normal and neutral, but like you need, I need to know where I stand with you. So if it's not a good place, just be upfront. Like I can handle that. I can handle that direct communication, but so many people avoid conflict or avoid those real conversations. And I've just come to a place in life where the more I step into my, um, enoughness, we're going to say enoughness instead of too muchness, um, that when I step into that, it's, it's twofold. It's, it's me being truly who I am and embracing that and, and allowing others to see that. And that really fleshes out who's going to stick around and who's not, who can handle it and who can't. Uh, and that doesn't mean that I can't do my own personal work to make sure that I am being, um, considerate and kind and all, you know, like seeing all sides of things as but as best I can. I'm a human being, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I have particular friendship that's basically ended because I just felt so misunderstood and it felt so unrepairable. Mm-hmm. And to me, that, even with a little understanding, there wouldn't be enough understanding. No, no. And you know, it's, I, when you have, when you're in a relationship, friendship, romantic, whatever, and you feel like some of these natural innate qualities about yourself that frankly are probably really beautiful (laughs) are flawed or, um, too much for other people. I think the question is not what can you change about yourself? It's who are you surrounding yourself with and and why? Like what do those relationships look like? And, And part of that for me is also how can you communicate who you are and your needs to those people around you that you do care about or that you're learning to get to know. Cause part of that's been for me as I've discovered who I am a little bit more and realizing that it's kind of been a little unfair. Cause even in my marriage, it's me 14 years this year soon ish. (laughs) It's I've realized that I've kind of had a disservice to my husband. I haven't like, as I'm, it's important that if you want those relationships to stick around and you feel like it's possible, then you have that conversation of like, Hey, I want you to know this about me. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that this is who I figured out who I am. And I want you to come on this ride with me, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things that we did not cover in our adult friendships episode was just this concept of ending a friendship or kind of, you know, mm-hmm. stepping away or moving on or what have you. And these were the questions that we got. <laughs> After the episode wrapped up, it was just, you know, how do we, when we realize it's no longer serving either person and it's just not going to work, um, you know, is it, first of all, is it okay to back out? So you don't, I mean, yes, you have, you have the option to step away from a relationship, from a friendship if it's, it's not right for you. Um, not every relationship needs to be repaired and fixed and, continued I think one of the things that we don't talk about enough is kind of this seasonality of life and how Mm. 
you know, it's actually pretty rare that you get a friend that's with you through all of those seasons. It's why having family members who are also friends is so hard. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. They ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you um, gotta make that work. <laughs> yeah, but a couple of you asked, uh, you know, how, what are some healthy ways to, to break off a friendship or to enter into this conversation? Um, and I think it's really interesting, like when we think about relationships I think a lot of times it actually feels a lot riskier than it actually is to have conflict with a friend Mm -hmm. um, because then that friendship becomes a lot more complex but I just this is the real real about friendships you guys this is a volunteer relationship no one's requiring you to be in it and the same thing that allows you to come together is the same thing that makes it so tenuous that you can you can step out if you need to be um, and officially like you don't owe each other anything. No. Uh, the whole, fact, the whole concept of like, you owe me this much. I'm like, no, Do I? <laughs> I don't, I don't owe you anything. Yeah, that's um, my philosophy on most things. I don't owe you a dang thing. Thank you. Yeah. And not all relationships are kind of fit this category, but friendship in particular. Um, and I think just ending friendships can feel so incredibly murky, murky and mm-hmm. it especially has been for me. Um, you know, last year was kind of a big change in some friendships for me. I've gone through a few shifts like that in life, um, as I've made some really big shifts toward health, like you're like one of your audience members, um, mentioned in your following. And I, I just think this is something that no one talks about. And we said that in the adult friendships episode, no one talks about adult friendships and how hard it can be. Um, especially no one talks about ending it. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, oh, no, it's just, it's just you make it work friends for life. It's like, well, that's I, I mean, but you can also have ebb and flows and seasons, but, too. I it's mean, like, this is why Brianna and I talked about this. Like, I think this is why I, I I've stopped calling people my best friend. It's so loaded. I oh, mean, we yeah. have close friends. Right. And yes. closeness is relative. It can change. Um, yes. But I just, you know, this concept around like just why is it so hard to be friends and or break friendship? And I think it really is that friendship is this kind of closeness that's really bound up in your selfhood and in your identity. Mm-hmm. And you have a really hard time um, taking your identity or looking at your identity outside of these relationships that you've had for so long, especially with childhood friendships, especially mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that there's a lot more to friendship than just timing and circumstances. Um, Mm -hmm. and what exists between like really true friends is like, can be so abiding and soulful, but you cannot deny context, right? You can't deny context and circumstances that, that make you come together. And maybe those circumstances don't exist anymore later. And, (laughs) and maybe that can, maybe that relationship can grow and maybe it can't. Um, and I think the real, real, and, and one of the things that I hear from all of these comments is that it's really difficult to main and maintain an active connection with someone, especially when your focus starts to shift. And that's just the nature of life. Your focus will shift. Like you're a mm-hmm. human being. I hope mm-hmm. your focus shifts, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Especially as we, different seasons in our life come in and out. I mean, I've had some friendships where I'm, I'm pretty darn sure like that this other person's never going to have the children. They're not interested. It's not mm-hmm. what they want. And 
I waited quite a while to before I had kids. It was like for me, it was a while. It was a four and a half years of marriage. And that was when our friendship really bloomed was in our early adult years. I was already married. She wasn't, but I didn't have kids. Neither did she. And then this soon as, you know, my season started to change and like my priorities started to change. It was just I couldn't participate in the things that we used to love. And like, you know, there's just so much that changes. And and then there's also this conversation around quote unquote best friends that I've really struggled with my whole life that you know what's wrong with me why don't I ever feel like I have a best friend Mm -hmm. quote unquote but I I think intuitively I I never called people my best friends I called people um you know my my good friends pretty Mm -hmm. much my whole life and I, I I looking back on it I think it's because I intuitively was like I viewed other people's best friends as like well, but they don't, it's just them two. Like, why don't they have other friends? And, and I mean, as a kid, I was like, I don't understand that because I wanted to be friends with everybody. And, but as an adult, as I've gotten older, it's this conversation of like, well, what's wrong with me? Like my twenties mm. were really hard for me yeah. because I I felt this, like there must be something wrong with me because I can't seem to gain that closeness with people the way I want to, mm-hmm. or it's not reciprocated, or I'm like, and this is like dating, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that. Like, there, I wanted there to be this ease that I just, and a lot of it was, is I just hadn't found my people yet, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think adult friendships, it turns into, well, I just haven't found my people yet. And it's like, man, just keep looking for your community. Like, keep looking and let those friendships that were existing let them ebb and flow and do their thing they're supposed to but I I really think there should be a conversation around what what do you do when you kind of need to have the talk like what do you (laughs) what do you say like how do you bring that up like do you or do you just let it go you know I have some things to say about that for sure (laughs) yeah I believe it (laughs) well just to I mean reiterate what you said I think you know I with with the whole concept of best friends I remember kind of always feeling like I didn't have a best friend same ever until Mm -hmm. maybe high school um and I no longer have that relationship and that's been really really difficult but um you know we we so much gets wrapped up in these childhood relationships and the concept when I don't know about you but when I looked at two people who exclaimed they were bffs I literally was like, that relationship seems impenetrable. There's no reason to try to be friends with either one of them because you're just not ever going to be able to get in because they have this closeness that you can't compete with. And Mm -hmm. that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There's, we should be making room in our hearts, especially as we grow and change to accept new and different people in and learn from one another. And, you know, a lot of it's that collaboration over competition concept as well. Yes. Yeah. Community is amazing. And Mm -hmm. I think you're so right, you know, until you, you hadn't found your people yet. Um, and, and my, my charge to everyone in this case and, and the route that I really do try to take myself is, you know, when I'm feeling like that discontent in friendships, like I don't belong, I'm just going to seek a whole lot of personal development. And guess what? You can come with me or you cannot. 
Like, I just, you know, and obviously that doesn't mean if someone isn't in a stage where they're just like running toward personal development, like I have no room, I have plenty of room for, for all of that. Um, but that they're supporting you in that journey and, and becoming more of your true self and entering into that space of enoughness. And, you know, one of the things that really uh, has stuck out to me in my own like spirit and nature. And we talked about this in the do less episode, but is just this balance between like the masculine and the feminine for me. And Mm. I just have so much more masculine energy. And so it actually makes adult female friendships usually really hard for me at this stage in life. I have just (laughs) entered into a place circumstantially that's literally brought me to people who have the exact same sentence pour out of their mouth that (laughs) that they're that they are a relatively no bs person that the people that i connect with are the ones that like basically women that i connect with that are like oh i had all guy friends growing up (laughs) it's like (laughs) also same you know my best friend was a guy for the longest time um until he told me that he loved me in eighth grade and i was like well, you just messed that up. You're like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, let's just say it made it a little harder after that. Um, and obviously there's there's a whole separate dynamic of, you know, co-ed re- uh, friendships and how that can be really difficult, oh, yeah. too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's not that simple. But I think particularly in female friendships, we um, kind of have this interesting like paradox where you find someone with whom you can kind of feel most yourself Um but who also makes you aware of like this path toward becoming yourself. And so then that feeling yourself changes. And if that relationship doesn't change with it, um, it can cause a lot of, of discontent and frustration and Mm -hmm. conflict. And, Mm -hmm. you know, really like in, in female friendship, we form these really deep bonds where we kind of absorb elements of each other, you know, Every once in a while, I'll, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what Genevieve says. Like, I just said exactly what Genevieve <laughs> says. Uh, you know, sometimes Skyler's like, that's that's the Cassie coming out, isn't it? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, also, it doesn't help that, like, as an Enneagram 2, you move toward an 8 in stress. <laughs> when I told him that, he goes, mm, oh, yeah, yep, okay, I see some Cassie in you. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. I got some, and then my I got favorite was your response. On. I know your response was like, I secretly go, yes, when I see you like that. Uh, Uh, It's necessary. Like having those different gender friendships, it's been a really interesting journey for me because some of my closest friends were guys um, the majority of my life. Mm -hmm. And one of them I'm still really close to. He's he's he gets upset with me when I don't call him my brother. (laughs) because he he really is he's like a brother to me he's been through some really crazy things for me he's broken into my house for me like twice because um postpartum was really hard on my brain and I kept locking myself out of my house (laughs) and Skylar was at work (laughs) and his wife has become one of my closest most wonderful friends I mean you can't you can't you, you, you can't make this up. I mean, it was just one of those. Um, but I also don't talk to them very often. But it's one of those things where you pick up where you left off. But they're also though those people that I know that in crisis, they'd be like the first people that I would call mm-hmm. and that I would talk to. Right. And um, I think that for me, defining an adult friendship has to be that way. I mean, when you're in charge of managing little humans and even if you don't have kids you're most likely filling your life with things that allow you to be full and feel 
feel like well-rounded and a lot of times that doesn't mean daily friendship pouring (laughs) you know sometimes that's just not a thing (laughs) and I I have found that the most wonderful friendships that have lasted through time have had nothing but they they give me room they Mm -hmm. allow me to be myself they've allowed me to change they're excited for me when I change they're like bring me on this ride and that if you don't have that in your life, then you, I, I'm going to say this over and over again, they're not your people. And if they're not, then you just keep looking, you just keep looking. And, and, it, and the whole like being your, your people, your tribe versus not like, let's just nip this in the bud right now. It does mm-hmm. not mean social status, financial status, gender, like any of that stuff. It literally means like someone who is willing to take the time to listen, to understand who you are and let you be fully who you are in that moment and grow with you over time. And, and it's, it's so, I think one of the things that, that frustrated me the most in, in a friend break that I had was there was this concept of, oh, well, you're kind of leaving me for better people. And this was one of the relationships that ended for me in high school Um, when I became a believer and I realized how unhealthy some of my friendships were, like they were mean to me, like mean. Mm. And I was like, oh, you're leaving us for someone better. It's like, no, I'm, I'm leaving for someone who treats me the way I deserve to be treated. The way I want to be treated. Yeah. Yeah. And the way I want to reciprocate, you know, I want to be in a relationship where someone, you know, gives that love in a way that I'm like, yeah, I want to give that love back to you. Not like, Oh, I'm going to hold back my love because that's not nice. Like, that's so not nice. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't, this isn't about like, are you high vibe? Are you, are you an entrepreneur? Yeah. Are you going, you know, it's not, it's, no. it's that place in life where you just realize like, I'm only going to surround myself with people who, who make me a better person and, you know, really push me to, um, to just continually grow and show up for them better and show up for myself better and prioritize myself, you know? Honestly, that concept that we just discussed in episode 61 with rest, doing less, and sitting in uncertainty, that feeling of ease mm-hmm. is also very much applicable to adult friendships. And I, I have found that, you know, a lot of times when you physically move somewhere, uh, that you have to make room for new friendships or you are having to get to know a whole new group of people whether it's like a church congregation or work or your kid's school or you know there's always these opportunities to learn and it's a really interesting thing to be in a really pretty healthy place and you can know not going there not going there like this is a person worth pursuing and getting to know that's also a part of it but guess what that was because I got to know myself I'm like that that vibe that friendship that energy level is not right for me Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be able to contribute to that friendship that's part of that whole um, take responsibility for these things it's so easy to be like this person does this so they're not for me and it's like well well they do that and that would elicit this response from me so that's not for me because I would respond poorly (laughs) yes You know, it's, it's a lot of, and, and honestly, that was hard for me. Like having, like taking a look at all the people that I'm physically in close proximity to that I know I'm going to see all the time 
and realizing like or being like I think that person would be a great person to get to know and realize that that's just not right for me mm-hmm. as I get to know them a little bit more and that's okay yeah. that's okay to be like it's just like with dating you know okay you can we please yes can we please talk about this I the dating <laughs> why can't we look at friendships as dating it's either like ride or die or nothing with people and like, why is it okay to date and, and frankly, define romantic relationships, um, reevaluate romantic relationships or partnerships, or even break up when it comes to these romantic relationships, but not in friendships. Mm-hmm. We're not allowed to date in friendship. We're not allowed to redefine or define. We're not uh, allowed to reevaluate. Um, I think it comes from a, such a place of like, uh, a- taking things so personally that it's like oh well they don't like me and sometimes it's not about them liking you it's I don't have the emotional room for you right now when I first moved I went through that stage where I had moved here and I didn't know anyone and all of my friends were a 45 minute drive away I'm not going to see them all the time if if hardly at all because 45 minutes is just far enough away (laughs) and uh, it was this response of like I had a lot going on. So there were people that were actively trying to reach out to me and trying to be friends with me. And I just, I had, I had one kid with the eye surgery, one kid with a new autoimmune illness. I was trying to figure out a multi-generational new household situation. Husband changed jobs. Dad changed jobs. I mean, a lot happened in the first year to two that I lived here that there was, I just, I was holding on. I was holding on by threads. And the idea of adding somebody else's emotions and needs and wants to it just couldn't, I couldn't compute. It's, it's not possible. <laughs> no. And I was, I was kind of losing my mind by myself. Like adding a friend, a new friendship to it was just, and, and the funny thing is, is I did make one friendship that has bloomed into this beautiful friendship that's close by um, from her ability to gently meet me where I am Aww. and just very gently be like hey I thought of you can I bring this by like she was just so gentle about the only she never asked anything of me which was huge for an Enneagram 2 I didn't know I was a two at the time, but (laughs) because she didn't ask anything of me but just always wanted to add to it was easier for me to be like you know when I can we're gonna like get together or like you know I can't thank you enough for seeing me in my place that I'm at right now like I don't know it's just and I think the intensity that we bring to friendships is not the intensity we bring to dating because we know it's a we're testing this out like I want to make sure that we're good for each other but we don't come into friendships with that mindset very often where we're like no and we, and should. we should we absolutely like, should is this right for the both times of us? where I where I haven't approached it that way have been the times that I ended up staying in a friendship that really wasn't good for either mm-hmm. person, yep. you know? And I think, you know, that, that dating aspect, it's considered like a really important part of finding the right oh, partner. Crucial. Shouldn't, shouldn't <laughs> friendships be the same? I, yes. <laughs> and, and this isn't to say like, yes, friendships ebb and flow. They change over time. You know, some, some friendships can stand the test of time, which is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, unusual that takes a lot of really good communication and probably some healthy conflict in there too right and so for me I've just learned I'm gonna here's the here's the dating Cassie and friendship I need to know you're any (laughs) (laughs) I need to know if we can hang and if and if you're gonna interpret my like directness as as harshness 
Um, because if that's the case, like I'm just, I'm done filtering myself or dimming things or, or changing who I am to be around another person. Yeah, and that's not fair to you. And that's, that's a place of descent. It's a place of non-growing. It's like, you can't, you can't live in your full power. And I think that should be the goal in every situation. And is, is this, is this gonna, is this friendship going to allow me to live in my full power? And I, 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 I yeah. do want to get back to like, what, what do you think people need to do when they're having this like I need to have a conversation with my friend because this isn't working or both we both seem unhappy like do you think that people should be having that conversation have you had that conversation like what do you think about that yeah I've I've had the conversation and I've also not had the conversation (laughs) (laughs) um it took me a while to realize in a couple of cases that I needed to have it um but I think like first of all I just kind of want to point out a few signs that you need to either have a conversation or that the friendship needs to end (laughs) right Mm -hmm. and and you get to decide like which route you're going down in that case um number one you dread seeing oh yeah hopefully that's a (laughs) that's a real quick indication (laughs) but you know what we stay in relationships for way longer than we should even if we're dreading those those get-togethers those gatherings like such an energy those phone calls that's not a good energy management i'm just saying (laughs) yeah no, it's really not. And um, I that's like, I it might sound like a duh to some people, but I think you also need to sit back. And if you feel like you have a friendship that's just kind of entering this uncomfortable space, like, are you dreading seeing yeah. them? Are you dreading talking Be real with yourself? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, if you feel like they undermine you more than they support you. I definitely went through this. I went through mm-hmm. this where my tunis was just stomped on <laughs> and I, it took me a long time to realize like I'm constantly being belittled, especially in public. Like what, what is this? Like, it's one thing to have healthy, funny banter. It's another thing to feeling like you need to have this, like I'm going to put this person in their place comments constantly. It's like, well, hold on. <laughs> and, and, and it can be kind of sneaky it can be very, it feel. it doesn't feel, sometimes it doesn't feel like they're coming at you. But if you get that feeling of like, oh, I need to like back off or, oh, this doesn't feel like I must not be right. Like, or you start questioning mm-hmm. yourself all the time. That's not a fun place to be. No, no. And I, I think sometimes as friends, it's really hard to spot when someone is un- like a friend is undermining yes. you. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, once you see it, it's hard not to see mm-hmm. it, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And then it's like, yeah. I've even gotten to the point where I've stood up for myself and been like, you can't, you can't talk to me like that. <laughs> and that was, um, this is really recent for me. Yeah. Yeah. And for that. me, I, since then, I think I've been too guarded to allow myself to get to that place again, because it was once was enough for me. And I'm like, okay, like I'm, I'm a little skittish when I get to know people and get close to them because I've been that place where I've been a little bit like put down constantly. And that's also my mm-hmm. love language. So it cuts deep for me. It's not just like a, Ooh, that hurts. It's like that, that cuts my self-esteem and that's not good for me. No, no. Especially when it, it undermines like either your true, like your true self, your true being, or your like your core values. Yes. Um, and that was painfully <laughs> obvious in hindsight. <laughs> Red flag. Red flag. Um, and we laugh, but it's, it's oh, really hard. Oh, it was like, it was tough when something's really like 
sacred almost to you and it's being undermined mm-hmm. and laughed at that's uh, a pretty clear exit sign oh yeah come on people <laughs> um the other thing that comes to mind for me is just when there's um just dis- deception in the relationship mm. on both sides if you um, feel like you have to lie or they feel like they have to lie yeah like, mm-hmm. yep yep if you feel like you have to lie or you know that they're lying um I stayed in a friendship where my friend was lying to me a lot about their like romantic relationships because I had been very honest with them about how I had felt about one particular partnership when things kind of went sour. Um, and from then on they decided they weren't going to be sharing about their romantic relationships with me. Um, you know, and on their end of things, like I broke that trust of support Mm -hmm. and kind of undermined their relationship. Um, but from the flip side of it, I called it. <laughs> like, I literally called eights never exactly speak unless they know they're right and they're always right. No, uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm not going to open my mouth unless I know I'm right. And it, here's the thing. Like, even if I am wrong, I still think I am. So that's, it's coming from a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I would, I wouldn't be stepping into that. Um, and of course I've learned to deliver things differently <laughs> <laughs> over the years, <laughs> a little less abrasive. Um, you know, but, but from then on there was deception about romantic relationships. And really that's honestly one of the big things that dissolved the friendship, um, was just lack of communication in that aspect for sure. Um, but yeah, if you feel like you have to enter into any deception in order to like keep things like to avoid conflict with Mm, them or mm -hmm, vice versa, mm -hmm. Yes. Mm, yes. That's such a non- non-fun place to be from both parties. Because sometimes you don't realize it's happening. It's such a slow descent, you know? You know, it starts with like, oh, they don't need to know all this. And then it's like, oh, I'm not telling. I'm actively they not They actively don't know stuff. who I am anymore. <laughs> he, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Covering up kind of who you really yeah. are. Um, I, the other... Obviously, this is going to be more common than than most is just you've kind of grown apart. And the relationship is continuing to drag on because no one knows how to address it or end it or, you know, it's kind of maybe a one-sided relationship that's just dragging on and continuing. Um, I've had this happen quite a few Mm, times. Same. I think this is a natural (laughs) ebb and flow of adult friendships, especially transitioning from young adult to like middle age. It's it's just so much complexity happening and differences and change and (laughs) I think yeah I mean we talked we talked in um Sarah and I talked in episode 49 about these like big life transitions that kind of dictate this growth personal growth and really separate out who's gonna kind of walk alongside you and who you're gonna walk away from Mm -hmm. or walk in just separate directions Mm -hmm. from and um you know we talked a lot about like the high school to college transition and then college and graduating um and people going to grad school versus working or you know all sorts of things and and we can also equate that to like did you stay in your hometown or did you leave uh there's so many layers to these things and then you know career changes and relationship changes marriage parenting you know having children all these huge life events can cause you to grow apart um and the thing I want to say is like that's okay it is it's okay it's okay to grow apart like you can, you can step out of a relationship and let go of that guilt. Like that's just sometimes how things happen. And it's really hard to address because it's so subtle usually. And it's not vicious or intentional. It's not, 
really most no, of the time. No, probably not intentional on either mm-hmm. end. Um, and I think the hardest part is that usually one person realizes it before the that's other person does. happens to me a couple times. And that's always rough because you're at this place where it's like no one's better than the other person. We're just very different now. You know, mm-hmm. we're very different. And I think that's one of the things that I've become better at as I've gotten um, more experienced in this situation is that I'm... And I think this is part of my superpower with my two (laughs) is that I, my Enneagram two number is that I have gotten a lot better at stepping into being into empathy for the situation that they find themselves in. And and same here. It's like, I can look at the situation and be like, you know, this doesn't need to be a malicious thing. It's just, you know, I'm going to check in, see how you're doing every now and then, but we're just, it's, we're just very different people now. And I wish you the best. I love you. That's not going to change. But we're, we're neither one of us are serving each other anymore. And I want to give that room to you to find that space to be filled for somebody else that's going to be in that same vein of life. And so I think I've gotten a lot better. And instead of making it this big, like emotional thing, it's just, hey, man, that's life. We'll be around. Mm-hmm. I'll still care for you. You know, reach out every now and then. I'm just not going to talk to you or see you every week (laughs) you know and I think that it's that's okay that is okay yeah I'm people have a really hard time letting go of those relationship dynamics changing over time and I think that's why so many I think that's why so many friendships end because of this lack of flexibility in the definition of what your friendship looks Mm -hmm. like and an unwillingness to allow it to to bend and move and change and 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 that kind of friendship is the kind that will stand the test of time the one that allows the flexibility Mm -hmm. and the freedom on both ends to um, become fully who you are and and ebb and flow through periods of life where you know like we said the 50 50 thing is bs it's a myth like that's not real in friendship and sometimes it's going to be one-sided and sometimes it's going to be relatively balanced and then other times it might kind of be non-existent but that doesn't mean that those feelings of love are not there mm-hmm. and that the um just the gratitude over what's happened and what's to come isn't there. I mean, I've had friendships where, you know, we kind of, we had like a season where we just kind of took a break and some of them were not, there's not any reason why other than circumstance, Mm -hmm. you know, having small children and living far away from one another or, you know, whatever the case may be. And as, as long as we allow those circumstances to just be what they are, which is circumstances, <laughs> um, and, and not take things so personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who do take those things personally, I know you're over there thinking, well, I like, I'm taking it personally. <laughs> like, they, they should be making the yeah. effort. Yeah, what do you mean? Um, don't take it personally. <laughs> yeah. And, and here, if you are taking it personally, <laughs> Take a step back and try to ask yourself why. What are your insecurities around that relationship? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid is going to happen? What's whether it be that you grow apart the worst or that, thing that could happen helps. that person gets another new friend that they're closer to or that that person might leave you or I you know who knows but why why are you taking it personally and why 
are you feeling the way you're feeling? Like, what, what are you afraid of? And that's of? back to like What's taking that power back in those, those feelings yes. and that, that responsibility of what you're feeling. Nobody's making you feel anything. Nobody's making you do anything. It's you're having these feelings and big feelings are okay. And mm-hmm. it's okay to have big feelings and not blame it on other people because in some circumstances, of course, like things happen because of the way things went down. But really, those are your feelings. Own those. Those are yours. Like I, this has yes. been an interesting process of having a daughter who has very big feelings. <laughs> like she, she got some big <laughs> feelings and she feels them so intensely. And in, when she's in her space of comfort, so at home with me. she expresses them so freely and so bigly that I'm just like I am bowled over sometimes and so I've been trying everything I can to learn how to help her navigate those feelings and a lot of that is is that if you feel like you've got these big feelings and that you don't know how to process them having people in your life that tell you I see you I hear you tell me what your feelings are let's put a name to it because then you can overcome it those are the kind of friends that you need in your life (laughs) you know those are the those are the people you need in your life to help you process those big feelings and I think that that's been the biggest takeaway I've I've got I've gotten from trying to learn how to help my five-year-old process her feelings because the last thing I want is for her to feel like she has to stifle them to make other people happy you know Mm. and so and I don't have as big of feelings as she does in fact the hardest thing for me in my adult life is learning to put a name to my feelings like as an adult (laughs) yeah that's really interesting I I feel like I just listened to a podcast episode where Enneagram 2 talked about how big their feelings were I know (laughs) I was thinking to myself I don't think Genevieve has that big of I know part of me is like (laughs) you're the you're really the only two I mean, my sister-in-law might be a two, but that I know of only two that I have kind of close to me in my life, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then our friend Laurel thinks she might be a two, but she's trying to hammer that out still. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I don't, for the twos that I know in my life, they're pretty like level-headed and um, just cause your level head doesn't mean you can't have big emotions, but it's all about in how you feel them. And I Truth think be told. for some, there's just a lot of internal processing yeah. of those Truth feelings. Truth be told, I think as twos, we don't process our big feelings. So we don't act like we have big feelings because we're constantly evaluating everybody else's feelings. <laughs> um, at least this has been true in my life and having a, a very logical five husband who is constantly in his head and mm-hmm. knows exactly how he's feeling he can pinpoint it with very pinpointed words he has also given the tools at a very young age with going through family therapy at a younger age and so he was given those tools by a professional that was like let's talk about how you're feeling man the value of being able to express and put a name to your feelings even if they're complex or big can be so monumental for processing And Mm -hmm. that can be a huge part of friendship because some of the biggest problems I've come across in friendship have been an inability to communicate. Yeah. You know, on On both both ends. ends. Yes. Like I couldn't communicate. I have definitely been the poor communicator in multiple relationships. Same, same, same. I've definitely been in the situation where I couldn't communicate my really big feelings I was having. Um, But I also know that there was it after many years found out that that was the same thing. And so if you can do the work for yourself, 
on learning to process your big feelings, you will be a better friend. You'll be um, be able to take that responsibility back in your own life that you can create these healthy relationships and you'll ver- mm-hmm. probably pretty quickly be able to realize when somebody is not um, helping you process these big feelings in one way or the other and you'll be able to have the empathy for them and be like you know here's some resources check this out if it's not reciprocated then that's probably a good sign that it's time to just chill the relationship and there's no bad feelings yeah. it's just you were in different places and that's okay well Sometimes there are bad feelings, but yes. Well, yes, there will always be um, some feelings to work out. <laughs> yeah. I I loved what you said about taking back the power. And I just want to give permission right now that if you feel like you're in a friendship that's really difficult um, and it's kind of, it feels like out of control and you just don't know what's happening, like take back the power and probably way harder said or way easier said than done but uh, you know step into that and ask some questions say you know how can you put some words to how you're feeling why are why is why are things going this way why are we acting this way what is happening um and get some perspective on why this relationship might not be going well um the other thing I wanted to talk about was um and this is something that feels real deep in my guts I feel it (laughs) is um not being able to be yourself around someone is a pretty strong sign that either that friendship needs to change drastically or it needs to end um or you know there's a lot of misinterpretation going on or lack of communication and um you know I've had being the eight that I am I have had many many relationships where I felt like I couldn't be myself because if I was myself then that I I was afraid that I would lose that person Mm. or um and not necessarily losing that person but that there would be no one to fill that relationship Mm. when I did lose it um and I think that just has to do with my lack of attachment to relationships and lack of vulnerability. I can, I can move on a little easier than most probably. Um, and there's good parts of that and bad parts of that. Um, you know, trying to embrace the dark and the light here as my friend Brianne tells me to do. Yes. (laughs) Um, but I, the too muchness thing, like, I just, I just want to come back to that. I think we all can feel that sometimes. Like, I think we all can feel like maybe we're too needy for our friends or we're too broken for our friends or we're too loud for our friends or we're too whatever, too quiet. Maybe we're too quiet for to be in a friendship. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it comes to this place. We, I think we all feel that either too muchness or not enoughness. And let's just say that sh- that's pretty much on the same scale, mm-hmm. right? And when you're feeling that, you need to step back and say, is it me that's making myself feel this way? Is this some sort of like limiting belief, um, you know, lie that I'm telling myself, or is this truly how this other person makes me feel when I do step into being myself? And if that's the case, it might be time to go. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.